This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So today I'm going to take a break from talking about race. Psych. (laughs) Of course I'm not going to take a break from talking about race. Uh, You know what? I will take a break from talking about race when people stop being racist and when the system of white nationalism is destroyed. I will then stop talking about race and talk about anything under the sun because I have a lot of things that I would love to talk about. But I'm going to keep talking about this because today is Ask Me Anything Sunday and I got a question from one of our listeners, one of our listeners on Twitter. Uh, His name is George and you can ask me any question that you want to as well. And on a Sunday I may pick a question or or two, uh, and answer it. And you can do that by going to Twitter, following me at Karen Hunter with the hashtag podcast. So I can search. So what I do is I go into the search and I hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter. And then I find your question as I found George, George Smith at George Smith, six, eight, three, seven says, uh, I would love for you to have a podcast on colorism in the black diaspora how it showed up during the days of slavery, how it impacted respectability politics, and how people that are ambiguous navigate where they have trouble being accepted in black spaces. Now, this is, George, uh, a very deep question that would require so much more than just this space, and maybe you know I'll sprinkle it in throughout the, my time doing this podcast, not today, but in the future, but I'm going to tap on a few things. So, on my radio show on Sirius XM, a caller called up because I talked about the release of Centoya Brown. Uh, Centoya Brown is the young young girl who was being uh, forced into sex work at 14, prostitution, and she picked up, or John picked her up, and I'm not sure what happened in that room because there was only two of them there, but the man who happened to be white ended up murdered, killed, and she was sentenced to life in prison. And they said basically she killed him in cold blood. 16 years old. She was sentenced to life in prison. She was not looking to get out or even be up for parole uh, for another, I want to say, 15 years. So she was granted clemency, and August 7th was her release date. So we were talking about the, the, the criminal justice system. I'm putting up air quotes around justice and how it could sentence a baby, basically, to life in prison who had clearly been, um, you know... <sighs> destroyed, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally at 14 to be out on them streets selling her body, being forced into selling her body, to have to be so cruel to not see her as potentially having a future and to just throw away her life. Thank goodness for clemency. But somebody called up and said, Karen, do you think if Centoya Brown were dark-skinned, would she have been, uh, you know, Granted clemency, would, would the media, would celebrities, everyone from Jada Pinkett to, to uh, Jada Pinkett Smith to Viola Davis were championing her cause and calling for her to be released? And, and you know, would that have been the case if she were dark-skinned? And I had to sit back because I, I, I was like, I didn't think about it. But if I had to think about it, the answer probably is not. Like, if she were dark-skinned, I don't know if there would have been this much attention around her. And that's an honest answer. Now, you know, so then I started thinking, I was like, well, if she, was, if she were Tika Sumter dark-skinned, who's a very beautiful dark-skinned woman, would she then have the same treatment? And I was like, because she's a nice, Centoya Brown is a nice-looking girl, but why do I think she's a nice-looking woman? 
Do I think she's nice looking because I've been conditioned that light skin with wash and wear hair with keen features? And I mean, is that have I been indoctrinated? I'm going to say yes. Yes, the standard of beauty in this in this country is is based on white women. White nationalism, which is baked into the soil of this country, has its hands everywhere. So even how we look at ourselves and others, who's beautiful, who's ugly, is all based on a system. So yes, Centoya Brown, if she were not attractive, might not have attracted the attention of so many people who were championing her cause. And that's just a fact. And that's colorism. But it's deeper than that, right? So that's why, I just George, I just can't answer your question in one fell swoop like, yeah, let's delve into it because it does show up. You know, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm thinking the people who have run for president in one, there's only been one black person, right? Barack Obama, his mother was white. He was not a brown-skinned man. And that, in many ways, made white folk comfortable, I got into a discussion on a golf course in Florida with a white guy telling me that Barack Obama was mostly white. Mostly white. Like, I'm like, where? I'm, I, I said, have you heard of the 132nd rule, the one drop rule in this country? No, no, no. He was raised, his, both of his grandparents were white, his mother was white. This man, because he voted for him, had to justify pulling the lever for a black man by saying he was mostly white. And I was like, damn. That's what you had to do to, I was like, wow. But then I think about the black folk running for president for 2020. You got Cory Booker, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris's mother is Indian, her father's Jamaican. She's not a brown-skinned woman. Cory Booker's lighter than she is. And, you know, if they, they're the ones that have the greatest chance of winning, but there's not a single brown-skinned person that, that anyone you know, is, is pushing forward to be president. I find that interesting. I just thought about it when I was talking about doing this podcast today. What does that say about us? So the work that has to be done, I think, is individual, um, George, if I'm going to talk about the diaspora where skin bleaching in Africa is a, a multi-billion dollar industry how sad and crazy is that, that the, the, the disease of white nationalism has spread to the greatest continent of all time, the birthplace of civilization, the greatest nation with all of the resources that those people there don't feel good about their skin tone. And not all of them, of course. And we're in a spe specific time where people are embracing black, blackness and black beauty and natural hair and all that. At the exact same time, skin bleaching is one of the biggest industries in black countries, in India, in Africa. So we have something that's going on that's crazy. You know, at the same time, when I think about the celebrities that we, we love, particularly in the music industry, you know, uh, Rihanna, Drake, you know, folks that are selling, that are at the top of the food chain, not many of them are brown skin. Most of them are light skin, even if they weren't before, like Nicki Minaj and Lil' Kim. And that's not shade, but I look at, you know, the hottest rapper is Cardi B, who's not brown skin. And I wonder if any of these people, if they were dark skinned, would they be as celebrated? So we have things going on, you know, at the same time, the one of the hottest songs that I'm, I'm seeing people, you know, just really embrace is Brown Skin Girl. But it was produced or written and performed by a woman that's not brown skin. Beyonce's not brown skin. Now, neither am I, for that matter. But we didn't 
choose these skins to come in. So I'm going to praise this. Uh, Beyonce's song goes, brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. The best thing in the world, never trade you for anybody else. Singing brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. The best thing in the world, I never trade you for anybody else. Singing. And it's a song that so many mothers all over the country right now, all over the world, are singing to their to their little baby girls. I just saw a, um, a video on social media, a little boy, six years old, singing that to his baby, newborn baby sister. She looks like a toddler. Maybe she's one year, one year old uh, sister. And it's like heart, oh man, it just makes your heart warm. This little boy singing this to his sister, brown skin girl, skin just like pearls best thing in the world and you go this is needed so the affirmations the the reclamations all the work that that's being done I'm gonna say this to you George Smith George Smith 6837 um, before we can really delve into um, how colorism is playing out and all of this stuff we need to come to grips with it in ourselves and what we look at when we look in the mirror those of us who are from the diaspora and, and if we can't find a way to love ourselves and all of our blackness and everything that comes with it, we're going to have a hard time loving one another. And if we can't love one another, we can't work together enough to, to combat this rampant disease of white nationalism, which we have to combat. It's a made-up construct that is destroying not just our nation but others. And, but it starts, I think we, we, can, we can eradicate it by first treating ourselves and one another with the kind of dignity and respect that we deserve. So that's my answer to that. Um, and I appreciate your question. And I thank everyone listening. And I've said this before. I, I love the feedback on Twitter that I'm getting and I, I receive it. Um, and any suggestions you have, anything you want me to talk about, I'm here. Uh, and I'm working this space out for myself like this is a, a safe place for me, but also I want it to become kind of a haven for all of us to be able to come in and have conversations. I, I've interviewed a bunch of people that I'm going to be sharing with you over the next few weeks, um, folks that are in business, people that are complicated, folks that, uh, that I don't agree with. I'm having some, you know, real hard conversations because this is where we need to work this out, you know, in these safe places like this. And so spread the word, share the, share the podcast with as many people as possible. And I appreciate you immensely till next time.